You're listening to episode one. Hey, Money Team, it's your girl, Krishan Denae, founder of MoneyWithDenae.com, a personal finance blog dedicated to helping and inspiring you to achieve financial independence. You're listening to episode one of the Money with Denae show, a show inspired by you, people who are on their journey to FI or thinking about starting one. This show will focus on people who are in the middle, in the middle of their debt-free journey like me or on their way to financial independence. Let's hop into the show. I can't believe it. I have a podcast. Like, I'm so excited and I'm ready to take my brand to the next level. I just can't believe it. Um, if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Krishan Denae. Like I mentioned in my intro, I'm the founder of moneywithdenae.com, a personal finance blog that I started back in February 2018. Uh, no, 2019, actually, um, to blog my journey of paying off more than a hundred thousand dollars of debt by 2022. That was my goal, y'all. The blog has now blossomed into more than just my story. It's a way for me to share what has inspired me on my journey, what has helped me, and in a way for me to share all of those things that have helped me up until now and pay off all of this debt. So as I'm recording this, which is probably months before I actually aired this because I wanted to really tease up my podcast and have enough content to share with you guys, I have officially paid off $77,000 of debt. Um, It's May 2020, and I am basically in the middle of my journey. So by the time that this actually airs in August 2020, I'll be closer to my goal of paying off more than $90,000 this year in 2020. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I can't even believe it myself. Starting this journey back in August 2018, I would have never thought that in two years I would have paid off half of the debt that I originally owe. But anyway, so with my blog, I wanted it to be a way for me to share support, to help, to inspire, to move my listeners, you, my followers on my Instagram and my Facebook, um, my social pages. I wanted my blog to inspire everybody, even my family, to achieve financial independence in their lifetime. And that's just what I wanted for everybody. And I know that I can't help everybody, but my goal is to help enough people to get my voice out there, to get my blog out there, to enough people to inspire them that they can achieve financial independence no matter where they are. No matter if you're starting with $5 in debt, I mean, come on, be real. Or if you had $300,000 in debt, you can start your journey today. You can start your journey now. And that's kind of what I want my blog and now podcast to be for the world. So I've titled this podcast, The Beginning, not only because this is my first podcast ever, but more so to give you guys an introduction to who I am, what my story is, and why I decided to create this podcast. So 
Real quick, some quick facts about moi. I'm from Atlanta. I'm a black woman of color. I'm a marketing manager. I'm in my day job. I work in social media, PR, advertising, content strategy, the whole nine um, by day. And then at night, I'm a blogger. I'm a writer. I'm a money nerd. <laughs> That's my current uh, topic of choice. But I love to write. I love to blog. I love to journal. Ever since I was probably like two years old and can hold a pen, I loved writing, writing on the walls, writing on paper. You can probably ask my mom. <laughs> it's a true story. But I love to write. And then as I grew up, I learned the I learned more about the arts. I learned about um, storytelling. And that's kind of how I started my passion and hobby for all of this. It started at a, at a young age. Who knew that 30 years from now, from that point in time, I would be starting my own podcast. Um, yeah. So I'm a money nerd. I'm a pretty much a nerd in general, but I do, I'm, I'm a girl. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from the South side of Atlanta, actually. So I do love my trap music, but I am a jazz enthusiast. I love black and white movies. Actually, I love all movies. I'm a movie buff. I really love movies. And I have a cat. His name is Milo. He turns nine years old, um, June 2020. He's been with me along the ride of love journey, <laughs> college journey. And now he's on the road to my debt-free journey. So he's probably just getting really tired of me and all my journeys right about now. But yeah. Speaking of journeys, I originally started my journey to debt freedom in 2018, August 2018, which is why me starting a podcast two years later to the date is so exciting for me. It's how I'm taking it to the le next level, you guys, you know, <laughs> level up. I didn't start blogging about my journey until about six months into my debt-free journey. So I started my debt-free journey silently in August, 2018. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my mom, my dad, my boyfriend, my family. It was just something that I had did on my own and came into a discovery on my own of something that I wanted to do, but I was embarrassed about it. I didn't want to talk about it. And I just thought that who wanted to know about something that I had a problem with. I just didn't even think that people would care about my journey, which takes me to my next segment of my podcast, which is On The Blogs. Normally in my On The Blog segment, I'm going to cover what's currently on my blog during this week. But since I'm recording weeks ahead, wanted to share my first blog post ever, which is called Debt Free by 33, Breaking the Chains of Generational Poverty. When I first wrote this blog, I was fed up. <laughs> but okay, when I first started my journey, I was definitely insecure. I didn't have any confidence, I guess. Before then, I was in a relationship that I thought would be my forever relationship and it actually didn't work out. And I became really depressed and I ended up spending all of my money and going into even deeper debt. And that made me really insecure, very depressed. And I just didn't want to deal with life. So then fast forward two years later, I rekindle an old flame and we start our lives together. And I realized like, I really want to be a part of this person's life, but I am in so much debt. Like I am 
in so much debt and I don't know what to do with it. That ended up making me feel even more stressed out. It took my anxiety level from a 10 to 100. And I was just in my feelings about a lot of it because I was trying to figure out what can I do to better myself to be a better partner to this person? I'm about to be 30. I want to have children. I want to start a family. Like, what can I do to better myself to be an equal partner in the relationship? And all of that just basically made me go crazy. I ended up um, having like a silent mental breakdown and went ended up going to the hospital and saying like doctor you need to fix me I don't know what's wrong with me I've been in therapy I don't know what to do and that's when the doctor was like oh you're suffering from anxiety you have bipolar depression you need to basically take these pills and figure it out and I'm like okay sure and so I took my prescription to uh the Walgreens the neighborhood Walgreens and I was about to pick up my prescription and they're like your prescription's ready you know how you get the little notification on your phone and I looked at my phone and it's like your prescription's ready and it's five hundred dollars that right there can (laughs) I don't know about you but that right there can get can cure any kind of anxiety because it's just like, I don't have, number one, I'm stressed out because I don't have any money. I'm in debt. Number two, you're telling me that the pills that I need to be less stressed about me being in debt cost $500. That means I'm going to be in even more debt. And at the time, guys, I did have um, insurance, but I was actually working for my favorite company in the world to work for. I don't want to say their name on the podcast, but basically I was the contractor for this brand and they didn't offer full insurance until you were there for at least 18 months or transition to uh, a full-time position within those 18 months. So I didn't have like full coverage insurance, meaning that I had to come out of pocket for a lot of my medical expenses. So when I saw that, I was just like, no, I, I don't have the money. I can't even pretend to have the money to try to get this prescription for my anxiety. I was like, what can I do other than go home and cry and just be depressed <laughs> about the situation? So what I what I ultimately did, I went home, I went online and I Googled, why are people depressed? And it was like, because people are in debt, basically. And so I was like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm in, I'm depressed. I'm, I have anxiety issues because I'm in debt. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so how do you get out of debt, Google? You know? And so I Googled it, and that is when I discovered it was not those concepts that were presented to me as a teenager, as a child, or even as a, an adult in college. What I got from the information. It's basically like I went through an enlightenment period where I was in a dark and someone just came in the room and turned on the light and told me, this is how you do life. Like this is money. This is financial freedom. This is financial independence. And it all starts with understanding how much money you have, how much you can afford, and how you need to live your life without spending all of your money. Like, I know it sounds pretty basic, but when you're struggling and you're going through a place of darkness and you just feel like you just need like a flashlight of light, like just a little hole in the in the corner of light so you can look through the tunnel and you just find yourself. And I took that moment as a sign from God. During that time, I was 
uh, me and my boyfriend weren't living together. I was in my own apartment. I had just moved out from my parents' house for the third time because the first two times didn't work. I was on my own, and I and I honestly think that that year being on my own, on my journey, and trying to figure out this thing called life, it really was good for me. Looking back at that that year of me living in my own apartment, it was the smallest apartment that I've ever lived in. It let me really go deep inside and figure out what was important to me, what I wanted out of life, and what are some things that I wanted to change. I think that time, looking back, I think that time was actually good for me because I was able to come out and start this debt-free journey, which is crazy. Like, it was basically fate that I moved out and had to rediscover myself and learn learn a thing or two about life. So anyway, when I started my blog, I was basically, I had, you know, I had more, I had more confidence about my plan. I had more confidence about my money, but I was still in debt. So at that time I was fed up y'all. I was mad. I was mad at everybody because I felt like my entire life was a lie. I felt like the teachers lied to me. I felt like my family lied to me. I felt like I had been given the wrong advice and I was mad at myself because I do remember some basic advice. So like when I'm listening to other bloggers and financial gurus, they say like, oh, you know, like growing up, my family told me to save 50% of my money and I did it. And I started my journey as an adult, but I was able to, you know, escalate my debt-free journey uh, and become financially independent a lot quicker because I'm a saver and I'm good with money. Well, no, that's not my story. Like, that's not my story at all. I'm a spender. I love the finer things in life. I love good food. I love to travel. I love... I. I would say that I I like name brands. I'm not a person that's like, oh, that's a name brand purse. I got to have it. That's not me. I'm into more like the luxury parts of life. It could be a quality shirt that's high quality luxury and have no name brand on it at all. And I would buy it because I love quality and luxury. And that's just me. So that's how I grew up. I like I've always grown up that way. But I also grew up in a working class family that I didn't, I didn't have access to all of that. It was just something that I've always liked and aspired to. Like, no, I wasn't a person that wanted to be Gucci down and, and have Gucci head to toe. I actually think that's, you know, to each his own, (laughs) but I did want it to have, you know, a nice black dress and a nice Louis Vuitton bag. But you know, my family couldn't afford it. So it was just things that I aspired to. And, but I did have people in my family tell me to save, like you should save your money. But to me, it just didn't resonate. So during this time of me being mad at everybody, I was kind of mad at myself. Like maybe if I would have just saved, even if it was just a dollar, you know, like if I would just save half, not even half, like 10% of all the money that I earned since I first started working at the age of 14. I was one of those kids that were an overachiever and had a work permit at 14 so that I could work before I was legally able to work. But even just looking back, if I was just to save a 10% of the money that I've earned ever since I was 14 years old, I probably would have been better off. So yes, I was mad at that point, at myself, at that. I was also mad at the fact that I just wasn't taught these things. I was not taught to 
the the concept or idea that if you save 50%, just that simple, if you save 50% of your income, you could be a millionaire by the time you're 30 years old. I wasn't taught the concept of if you lived on half of your income, you could, you know, save up so much more than you could if you put 10% in your retirement account and then you retire at 60. Those are the things that I was taught. I was also taught to get credit cards. I was taught to rely on student loans, to pay for your college living, to pay for your dormitory, to pay for clothes, to pay for hair, to pay for going out, to pay for your first car, um, to get a a car note, to get credit cards. Um, All of these things that looked, that made you look like an adult like to get a car and to to get in a get an apartment or get a house or get a job and like I was taught that I was taught how to be a great a great rat racer I wasn't taught how to be a millionaire I wasn't taught how to be a financial be a person that was financially independent yeah I was I was hurt hearing these things like financial freedom at church and um and like God's gonna do this and God I was also taught to play the damn lottery like those are the things that I was taught of how to how to become successful or how to get money I mean I feel like I'm going on a rant here but for me, that that was a thing that got me just pissed off about life. Um, but if you go actually go to the blog, I'm not that negative in my blog post, but that's just how I was feeling when I wrote it. Um, but I wasn't that negative because I really wanted people to hear what I was saying more than what I was actually feeling on the inside. While we're here, let me kind of read a little some excerpts from my blog so you can hear more about my story and um, about my future and what I plan to do about it. I will be debt free by the age of 33. (laughs) This statement may sound like a far fetched goal for a young millennial in the age of consumerism and the $1.5 trillion student debt crisis, according to the 2018 Federal Reserve. However, I've made it my life's goal to be debt-free in the next couple of years. A little over a year ago, I learned about the FIRE, financial independence and retire movement, and how it was disrupting this traditional idea about money that we have all grown accustomed to accepting. Within this community, I discovered an entirely new financial world that was barely taught to me by college professors, K-12 through teachers, and even my parents. How did a 29-year-old American make it to 2018, the age of information, without a strong foundation in financial literacy? This fact baffles me. Realizing this gap in my education, I spent the first six months of 2018 relearning about money. I watched documentaries, searched online, read books, read blogs, watched YouTube videos, followed financial influencers on social media, blogged, binge, listened to podcasts. I mean, it was one of the most enlightening moments of my adult life, and I wanted in on it. I wanted to be in the FI community. I wanted to be a part of the debt-free community. Deciding to join those communities was not a natural choice for me, especially since I, at the time, was facing over $85,000 of student loan debt and consumer debt as a single woman, only six years post-college graduation. 
but there was no other choices. The lifestyle I had made for myself that I was quite comfortable in was now not sustainable for my future. It was a hard, embarrassing adult pill to swallow. Before 2018, I was a Jenny. According to the blog post by Richard Torres, why you will always be poor. I had held several corporate jobs, drove a nice car, purchased designer bags, lived in a cute apartment. I overspent on food, decor, pampering, gadgets, cell phones, gifts, travel. When I looked in the mirror, I did not see an overspender. I saw a woman living her best life. I was a college grad with a great job. I was successful. Little did I know, I was spending all of my money. During my enlightenment period of 2018, I had a revelation that I did not make, if I didn't make a change, all of my hard work in life would have been a waste. The decisions I was making about money will be the detriment of my future, my family, my legacy. But how did it get like this? Growing up, we didn't have much discretionary money. So after paying bills, I learned at an early age that if I wanted something extra, I would have to work for it. That was one of the many reasons why I was the first in line at 14 to get a work permit from my counselor. My high school had a diverse demographic, but those students who stood out the most to me had parents that were from the middle to upper middle class. My parents were of the working class, and if I wanted to do extracurricular activities like go to prom, get my nails done, shop at the mall, buy food in the a la carte line at lunch, I had to work for it. I had to make my own money. A sweet 16, branded clothes, or a car before graduation were all considered luxury in my world. To work hard was easy for me, and I learned this in early, early on in life by working on weekends and in high school. But what I didn't learn was a savings account was for the future and for emergencies, not for the next purchase. There were a few people in my life that would pass along advice like you should save this amount of money and you should invest in this, but I didn't listen to any of them. I honestly did not know how to use that advice that I was receiving. The people I did listen to were friends, the ones that were in the same situation that I was facing. They would tell me to get another credit card, girl. Just pay the minimum on everything for the rest of your life. By listening to the latter, I racked up $95,000 of student loan debt because interest, you know, car loan debt, credit card debt, tax debt, all before my 29th birthday. I honestly thought it would be all okay once I started making six figures, but who knew that one credit card would turn into two credit cards, then two credit cards would turn into three, and then three into four, and a store card, a medical card, a furniture loan, 401k loan, tax debt, consumer loans, and an empty savings account. Life got real for me when I found myself sitting at Emory Hospital listening to a diagnosis, you have bipolar depression, anxiety, and a case of IBS caused by your depression. I told my close friends and family about the diagnosis, but I never said to them that it was because of my stress, the stress of living a life where I had no control over my finances or my financial future. That same day, I decided to change my life. I never picked up my $500 anxiety depression prescriptions because instead I went home and I made a plan for my life. As I write this blog entry of my debt-free journey, 
I'm proud to say that I left the Jenny lifestyle alone back in 2018 of August. I am now trending to be debt-free from car payments, student loans, medical bills, credit cards, and the government by the end of summer 2021. In my 30s, which are not too far away, I will be proud of the right decisions that I am making in my 20s and will be living the real dream, debt-free and financially independent. I hope you continue to follow my story and find inspiration to start your debt-free journey too. Y'all, I'm trying to read this excerpt from my blog and every time I go back and read it to remind me of where I started and how I was feeling on this journey to debt freedom, it always, always give me the feels. If you didn't feel feel that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> no, like I every I believe like once a month I go back and I read my first blog post on my website and I just remember how I was feeling at that time and what I was going through and how I felt and it just it brings so much more perspective to me um to now two years into my debt-free journey and it just one makes me feel so confident so self-assured so proud of myself that I made it thus far but now I have a fire like nobody's business because now I really want my journey to inspire my sisters, my mother, my aunts, my cousins, my girlfriends, my my extended family, my online followers, my my coworkers, people who are in my life and important. I want my story to be loud and proud and just out there for the masses to read for that next young lady that's coming up out of high school, going into college, not really sure that she's making the best decisions for her life. I want my story to reach her. I want my story to to reach the young man that's graduating college and he doesn't have any support from his family or his friends. And he's, you know, probably living paycheck to paycheck and just don't even understand how he can go from being who he is at that moment to a strong, black, confident man in this world. Like, I want my story to resonate with any and everyone because I remember how that felt. I remember um, the feelings and emotions that I had two years ago, and I'm still having them now, which is why I started this podcast to not only be inspiration for those that have not started yet, but for those that are in the middle and just thinking that, damn, who else is in the middle with me? Me, I'm there. I'm right there next to you. I'm right there to the left, two spots over. Yep, right there. For those of you that are listening in your car, I'm right there in your passenger seat, rooting you on to your debt-free journey, to your financial independence. Yes, for people that are walking their dog or making a run or walking down the street, I'm right there next to you, cheering you on to keep going, keep going on your journey, keep going because I'm right there with you. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of this thing with tears. Okay, with sweat. Okay, I'm right here. And I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey. This podcast is brought to you by the Money Academy with Danae. 
Are you ready for financial independence but not quite sure how to get started? Go to moneywiththenay.com and click on schedule a one-on-one with me and let's talk about money. Welcome back, y'all, to my next segment, um, which is about what's going on in the news. As I'm recording this, we are basically coming out of quarantine lockdown situation. So I thought that it might be appropriate to kind of just see what's going on out there as things start to open back up. So right now I'm just going to go to my... Um, financial news folder. And in this folder, I have ads in there, Bloomberg, CNBC, um, CNN, MoneyStream, Crunchbase, MarketWatch, Yahoo Finance, a few blog sites that I like to follow, and a few articles that I've like kind of attached in there. So I like to kind of go through these apps and see what's going on in the financial world to kind of just stay afloat, stay knowledgeable about what's going on in the financial world. This week, I'm going to read an opinion piece that I found in Bloomberg by Laura Williams. It's called, Are Stocks Out of Control? What We Learned in May. So in her article, she talks about how the stock market is not the economy. And sometimes we get this confused by if the stock markets are crashing, the economy is crashing. And she made a point that perhaps it's never been as clear as it is today during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. And sort of just talks about how even as the nation stared down the inevitability of a long, deep recessions or unprecedented levels of unemployment going on right now, um, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500 index, have rallied for two straight months since plunging in February and March. Who knows what's going to happen in June, July, and August, or what's going to happen for the rest of the year, but I thought that that was pretty interesting that she said that. There's also um, some points in here where she's talking about how we should have optimism and the fact that there was a quick response by the government to put trillions of dollars into the market and the financial system. And with the new rate of infectious disease slowing down, um, more people are coming out of lockdown and starting to get out of the house and go to restaurants and go back to work and kind of simulate the economy again. To be honest, is you never know what's going to happen. And you just have to be sensitive in these times for people that have lost their job. But I just want to say that just focus on your goals. Focus on your debt-free goal or your financial independence goal and be sure that you're focused on that first. Don't be so distracted by what's going on with your stocks or what's going on in the stock market or what's going on with the economy. Just try to stay focused. If you were on your journey and you were paying off $2,000 a month, towards your debt and now you're only able to pay off $500 towards your debt, just keep going. Don't be discouraged by that and don't be discouraged by the news and feeling like everything is out of control and you have to also be out of control. So just wanted to encourage you guys on that. 
Moving forward, the format of my show will be me sharing highlights on my journey, U.S. money news, financial headlines, resources, and just pure inspiration and support for people out there that are looking for a way to find peace in their own money journey, no matter where they are. Um, And also just to talk about money because no one else in their friend group or their family is talking about money and you just want somebody that you can relate to that's doing that, which is me. Thank you guys so much for listening to my first podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're listening for the very first time, please leave a review and tell me what you think. Tell me if you like what I'm talking about. Tell me if you think that I should talk about something else, (laughs) Um, what you would like for me to cover in the future. Um, If you would like me to have a QA and a portion where you could send in questions or topics for me to cover, you can always go to my website, moneywithana.com backslash contact, and you can put Q&A in the subject subject line and you can send me questions and I'll be able to cover them um, in my show as little segments because I want you guys to be a part of this podcast, a part of my journey as much as possible because you're here. You're one of my day one listeners and hopefully you guys are here for the long term and you can officially call yourself a member of the Money with the Name Money team. I'm so happy that you have decided to listen to me for 45 minutes today or an hour however long this first podcast is going to be because I have not edited it yet but yes you're officially a part of the money with the name money team and I believe in you I'm proud of you I look forward to continuing this journey with you be sure to follow my journey um, daily on Instagram and Facebook I am money with the name on all of the social platforms guys have a marvelous marvelous Friday and be sure to check out more of my great um, blog articles that I have online. Um, Give me a shout out on social and do one thing. Make sure you make a great money decision this week. Bye.